Hello, and welcome to the e-learning and instructional design for beginners podcast, where new and aspiring instructional designers start, grow, and advance their careers in instructional design and online learning development. I'm your host, Crystal Harper. I'm a former school teacher who transitioned to instructional design, all while working full-time as a single mom. Would you like to become a successful instructional designer without the burden of earning another degree? Well, then let's get started. Hey everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Crystal Harper, the leader of the e-learning and instructional design for beginners, and I'm super excited to be with you today where we're going to talk about the three most difficult challenges aspiring instructional designers must overcome in order to successfully start a career in instructional design. Not only are you going to overcome the obstacles, you're going to leave here feeling confident in moving forward with pursuing a career in instructional design or online learning. This is part one of a three-part series titled How to Kickstart and Boost an Amazing Career in Instructional Design. These will be jam-packed with actionable steps designed specifically for new and aspiring instructional designers alike. Instructional design is a satisfying job if you're curious about how people learn and passionate about creating learning experiences to help professionals do their jobs better. Instructional designer was rated as one of the 100 best jobs in America and projected to grow 9% from 2019 to 2029, which is much faster than the average for all occupations. It's probably even higher now after the pandemic. Employers are struggling to find qualified instructional designers and the demand keeps growing. The average instructional designer salary in the United States is $69,315 per year, while senior instructional designers and online learning developers can earn as much as $126,000. You're going to learn about how to conquer the three biggest challenges that new and aspiring instructional designers often face you're going to know exactly how to overcome the most difficult obstacles in instructional design, even if you've never had a job in the field. Because I want to give you everything you need to become successful in a career that I know that you'll love. I'm super excited to be with you. I love this topic and I love helping people who are just getting started and taking the next steps on their instructional design journey. So I've come to realize that many people who are trying to get into the instructional design field have common obstacles when first getting started. It can be very confusing learning all the aspects that are necessary for becoming successful in instructional design. We all ask ourselves questions like, how can I possibly find the time and money to learn everything I need to transition to a new career in instructional design? How can I even get work experience if I've never even landed my first job before? How do I even get over the feelings of intimidation of the tech, the programs, and the instructional design jargon so that I feel like a confident and successful instructional designer? And that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you do that because that's what I've been doing for the past two years. Since 2019, is not only overcome these challenges myself, but I've literally helped thousands of people through my blog, YouTube videos, through my community and mastermind, become successful instructional designers without having to earn another degree. I'm really, really passionate about instructional design, and I know that if you just take action and follow the suggestions, successful transition to a career in instructional design. Now, many of you have either been trying to get a job in instructional design, or maybe you're just wishing to learn more about how to get started. Instructional design is a very rewarding and satisfying career that's high in demand, and there are no signs that trends in this rapidly growing career are going to be slowing down anytime soon. So this is going to teach you how to find the time and money to become successful in a career in instructional design even if you work full time. You'll also learn how to overcome imposter syndrome so that you feel like a confident and successful and instructional designer moving forward. 
And also you need to be able to have the experience to complete your instructional design portfolio before landing your first job. So I'm going to show you how you can do that as well. Not only will you learn all these things, but most importantly, I'm going to teach you how to take action on these topics and have all the tools and resources that you possibly need to successfully land a job in instructional design and make it a reality. And for those of you who may be new to who I am, my name's Crystal Harper from the e-learning and instructional design for beginners. I'm a former school teacher who transitioned to instructional design all while working full-time as a single mom. And it's very important for me that I teach people who are new to instructional design or just getting started this critical information to becoming successful. Because the way I teach instructional design, the way that I show people how to start a career in instructional design has worked for thousands of people. Now I will say this, it will be impossible for me to teach you every single thing that I learned in the last six years from both the knowledge I gained while attaining my graduate degree and also my professional experience in instructional design. The goal of today is to help you understand that you have all the tools and resources you need to become a successful instructional designer, to defeat those obstacles that have been holding you back and take action on your transition to instructional design. Even if you don't have the money to pay for another degree, or if you're working full-time and can't possibly figure out how to find the time to learn everything it takes to being successful, I'm going to help you overcome those obstacles, get the work experience you need, and learn how to take action on your next steps to getting noticed and hired in instructional design. And then after that, I'm going to give you some more information on where you can go and get more help with building your instructional design portfolio, have all the tools and resources you need to succeed, even if you don't have the time. And then after that, I'm going to give you some more information on where you can go and get more help with becoming a successful instructional designer. I'm going to give you all the tools and resources that you need to succeed, even if you don't have the time, are working full-time, or can't afford the severe costs of earning another degree. So who here is ready to talk about how to break into instructional design? Who here is ready to overcome the obstacles that are holding you back from making the transition or landing your first job? Who's ready to find the time and money to become an instructional designer? Who's ready to learn how to build the confidence and get the experience you need to build a portfolio that gets you hired? Now first, I always kick off with a little story as to how I got started in this. I think it's very important for context for you to learn who I am and also that busy people with little income can do this. Instructional design is not as nearly as intimidating as it may look from afar. If you're truly passionate about learning and can collaborate effectively in teams, then this career might just be perfect for you. It's a very common career that many people have been switching to, especially teachers. In addition, instructional designers make really decent salaries. Depending on where you're located, the average salary for an instructional designer is $85,000 a year. So my journey started when I was a lead teacher at a child development center. I loved, loved creating the curriculum and thought that teaching would be the perfect career path for me. However, as most things that happen to me in life, I had no idea the true path that I was headed on. After teaching for six years, I noticed how unhappy and exhausted most of the teachers around me were. Not to mention the problems with administration and the multitude of hats that I was expected to fill on a salary that barely got me to the next paycheck. I slowly began to question my perfect dream of being a teacher that I had envisioned in the past. So I decided to continue my education and ended up attaining my graduate degree in e-learning and instructional design at the University of Central Florida. In the beginning, I felt way over my head. I felt like I was really behind on the tech skills. I was confused by all the instructional design jargon and what the heck did SME actually mean? 
After my first year at University of Central Florida, I was hired to work with the director of the instructional design program. I began to feel amazed by how the experiences and knowledge I was slowly gaining throughout the duration of my studies began to build up much more confidence and assurance that I was finally on the right career path for myself. I ended up graduating on the president's list with my master's degree in e-learning and instructional design, in addition to a certificate in education technology. And then after completing my studies, I was immediately hired as an instructional designer to redevelop and revise graduate level online courses. I truly enjoyed the instructional design process. So after attaining my graduate degree and becoming an instructional designer, I came to realize that many people who are trying to transition into the field didn't really understand how to actually become successful. And I didn't even realize before that you didn't have to earn another degree to become an instructional designer. So I decided to compile all the information that I've learned in all my studies while getting my graduate degrees, as well as everything that I learned firsthand as an instructional designer and my job as a freelance instructional designer as well. All of my knowledge that I learned, I placed into an organized layout. So I created a community so that I can give new and aspiring and instructional designers all the tools and resources and support that they need to become successful without the time and money burdens of getting another degree. Being a member of the community is just a fraction of the cost if you were to get another degree. In addition, you can work completely at your own pace while connecting with hundreds of other like-minded, new and aspiring instructional designers. So now I want you to take some time and think about what it is that you're struggling with. Why are you here? What are the personal barriers that you need to break through? Are you brand new to instructional design? Have you been trying to get a job for a while now? Do you feel all alone? Like you don't have any help? Where do you feel slow right now? Like you just can't get over the hump. Everyone has their own reasons. Take some time to think about this. One of the biggest problems that I first faced when I got started and really the biggest problem that all people face when it comes to starting a new career is how to find the time you need to learn all the skills to become successful, build your instructional design portfolio and get hired in the field. You know, life can be hard sometimes, and I know that time is one of the resources that is probably the most scarce in all of our lives. When I started out, I had very little time. My schedule was packed from the minute I woke up until the minute I went to bed. I worked a full-time job, having to be at work from about 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. pretty much every weekday. But my day was not over then. Work would always continue into the evening grading papers, catching up with lesson plans, etc. Not to mention having to take care of my daughter on my own as a single mother. And then by the time it got to the weekends, my time was taken up just by catching up, doing activities with my daughter, trying to keep the house clean, in addition to the social responsibilities that I had to take care of. I really just couldn't see at first how I could possibly find the time I needed to focus on everything I needed to learn to become successful and change careers to instructional design. And when I stepped back at first, I was almost hyperventilating going, man, I think that if I get my graduate degree and become an instructional designer, that could be a way out of the time management problems that I've always been facing as a school teacher and give me a better life for me and my daughter but I just couldn't see where time was going to come from. I just didn't have the resources for this, but then I realized I just had to stop making excuses. I had to stop letting time be a barrier to the the success of my instructional design dreams. I may not have had the time resources, but I could be resourceful and figure out a way to solve these problems. So that's what I did. But regardless of what is holding us back, maybe personal limitations, whatever it is, every one of us can do a few things to strap a rocket on your lack of time. In fact, if you don't do what I'm about to tell you, I can almost guarantee 
that your progress will be slower than it should be. I'm going to share with you my solution to this huge problem, how you can find the time to learn the skills to become a successful instructional designer. When I first began my graduate studies in e-learning and instructional design, I started to tackle time because if I didn't work out time in my schedule every single day and every single week to becoming an instructional designer, I knew I wouldn't make it. You've got to get your calendar under control and you have to force your to-do list to do what you want to do. You have to change the conversation in your head to I don't have time to do this to everybody's got time to do it. It's just a matter of priorities. When I really looked at this problem, I took a step back. I said, okay, all these other people who changed careers to instructional design, they found the time to do it. There are plenty of other people out there just like me who had other jobs, either a teacher or other career, they had kids. Many people were also single parents doing it on their own when they started too. All these famous people, rock stars, movie stars, other successful instructional designers, all of them have one thing in common and that's time. When they started out, they had 168 hours a week and that's exactly the same amount of time that I had too when I became an instructional designer. Time is fixed. It's the only resource that you really can't get more of. So I had to say to myself, what is the difference between me and them? What is the difference between the people who make it happen and the people who are not making it happen? And then I came to realize it was how I was using my time that was holding me back. So I decided to take control of my time and take back some of those 168 hours to focus on my new career in instructional design. So I sat outside on my back patio and took out a big sheet of paper. I drew a grid with 168 hours on it. And the first thing I did was I wrote out all the non-negotiables. Everybody has 168 hours, but some of those hours are taken up by things that you just can't control. Things like your job, everybody goes to work. Write those things down first. Another one is sleep. We all need to sleep. We all need to use the bathroom and take showers, have meals. Those who have parents, have kids, have to factor in time, like giving them a bath and playtime, feeding time, and just spending quality bonding time together. These are things that are non-negotiables. So I wrote all these things down first. I looked at the hours of when I was doing these things and took a big black marker and blacked out these times. So when you do this, you need to be brutally honest about your schedule. I've seen some people show me their schedules and their non-negotiables are things like girls night out on Fridays or Netflix night. Those should not be considered non-negotiable. Those are entertainment. Those are things that may seem important now, but those things should not be comparable to things like you, your spouse, or your children. Focus on your needs. What are your needs? What do you need to do to be able to go about your business or life and everything else must remain open during this step when you're trying to take control of your time? So after I wrote down all of my non-negotiables, I looked at the paper and said, hey, it actually looks like there's a lot of time left over. I sleep for six to eight hours, work for eight to 10 hours, maybe sometimes even 12, but there are still a couple of hours left during the day. That's only 20 hours at the most right there. So what's happening during the other four hours? Well, maybe one to two hours is taking care of the kids and eating meals, but what about those last couple of hours? What was happening to my time then? So over the next week, I used the grid almost like a journal or a log, and I would write down anything I was doing that was considered non-negotiables. By the end of that first seven days, that was the first 168 hours, I was shocked about the time that I was wasting. I looked at things like how much I was watching TV. I was watching like two hours a night. That was 10 hours a week that I could steal back. How successful do you think you could be if you could dedicate 10 hours a week to your instructional design career? 
I looked at other things, simple things that were stealing my time, like going out to eat. Just going out to dinner might take two to three hours out of your life. If you do this two to three times a week, there's another six to nine hours. Just in these two examples that I gave you, you could gain back nearly 20 hours of your life every single week. When I added it up, I realized that I had plenty of time to do all the work that it would take to change my career to instructional design. I realized that I was just wasting so much time on activities that didn't truly make a difference, that didn't push me forward towards my future career. None of those things were helping me be be successful. So the next week, I got out the grid again and decided to cut out all the things that were not non-negotiables. The things that were not helping me get better and reclaim at that time to build a better future for myself and my family. I made huge changes. I went and canceled cable. I made sure to remove the temptation from my schedule so that I couldn't even turn it on. So my first month of school, I replaced all that time that I had spent watching TV, just dedicated to my studies, reading instructional design books, writing papers, and learning everything I needed to know about instructional design. I also stopped going out to eat. Anytime that I was tempted to go out to eat, I said, no, I have to go spend this time on my instructional design career. So I would quickly make my dinner at home and I would sit back down at the kitchen table and I would pencil out my plans. Every chance I had, I would use those precious minutes every moment I could, completing all my assignments and learning everything I needed to become successful in instructional design. For your schedule, it may look a little different, but it's important to block out those non-negotiables first. There were some times at first when people would get upset with me because I would have to tell them no to spending time with them. Once I decided to focus on my instructional design career, I did not have that time anymore. That time was needed to spend on my learning and completing my portfolio and everything I needed to my career in instructional design. If you're going to want to be successful in becoming an instructional designer, nothing else matters. Nothing is more important than you, your family, and your future. That means saying no to friends, saying no to, saying no to family, Saying no for a while to things like entertainment, saying no to TV and going out to eat, but I'm here to tell you the truth and the honest truth is if you don't sacrifice those things now, you'll never get to have the things that you want later. The point of this is that I want you to realize that you have so much more time than you can imagine. What can you get rid of? What can you change? What can you sacrifice to have time to work on your future career? This is going to be tough for some of you because I know that it's tough getting rid of the things that you do, but remember that this is only temporary. It's just to get you to the point where you replace your current non-negotiable of work and replace it with your dream career in instructional design. After you get there, you can go back to having that extra time and do the things that you truly enjoy not to mention having the career that you always wanted along with it. But right now, what can you do to make this happen? Could you get up an hour earlier? Could you stay up an hour later? Could you just watch one less hour of TV per night? We all have the same amount of time, the same amount of 168 hours per week. How could you use those 168 hours a week more wisely? How can you use your time to be successful in instructional design? Just like all the other people who went before you and changed their careers. So whatever you do, don't skip this step and have everything logged in and figured out by next week. I call this my time budget. I still do this today. I like to spend my time each and every Sunday writing down everything that I intend to do for the week. I like to spend my time before I live it. Because if you don't plan to spend your time, then you're going to be at the mercy of circumstance. You're going to be at the mercy of whatever happens next. You never want to do that. I want to know what I'm going to be doing during the day. This type of structure and planning ahead shouldn't be looked at as rigid and it shouldn't be confining. The purpose of all this is to give you freedom 
helping you carve time out of your day. You will find time. At least two, three, or five hours, you should be able to find out of the week that you can work on your instructional design skills, work on that online course that you didn't think you had before. Taking control of your time is not just about finding more hours for building your skills. It's also about setting a matter of priorities and goals. So how do you know what to do next when it comes to building your instructional design skills or just simply building an online course from scratch and in the correct order? First, you have to follow a plan. The e-learning and instructional design for beginners will guide you in this process. Don't try and invent the wheel. I've worked on hundreds of instructional design projects for a variety of companies, and I've helped hundreds of others who are new to the field of instructional design become successful in my program. Get the plan and follow it. And if you ever run into a decision that doesn't quite fit the plan, depending on where you're at in your journey, you can use the e-learning and instructional design for beginners. Go ask questions, be engaged in the forums, contact your 24 seven mentor, so that you can get ideas and opinions from others who are also going through the similar issues and can help you get through it. The mastermind will help you figure out where you are on your journey. Start there and do the next thing. All those small steps will add up to huge success. You do have time to do what it takes to become successful in instructional design. If everyone's honest with themselves, they can go into that 168 hour calendar make time an hour a day to work on their future. It's just a matter of focus, priorities, and making it happen. Remember, all of us have 168 hours. You have to decide how to use yours. The more time you make to your new career in instructional design, the easier and faster it will be to get hired. This is not just theory. It's backed up by statistics of which potential instructional designers succeed in getting hired and which ones fail. I have seen it over and over with my members in the e-learning and instructional design for beginners. When you apply these time management tips, success happens. So why are you having trouble finding the time to start working on a career in instructional design? Because you're focusing on all the wrong things. You've got to commit to your success. You've got to put your success and your future at the top of the list. It should be ahead of everything. More important than any TV show, any activity, dinner with friends, or any movie that you could ever go see. So commit to your success. Commit to making the time that you need to make your instructional design career a reality. Now I know this can all seem overwhelming, especially if you're doing it all on your own. If you prefer to fast track this process, have support and guidance and clear direction, then you can learn how and everything else you need to start a career in instructional design in the e-learning and instructional design for beginners mastermind. The mastermind is the ideal solution for those who want industry knowledge and real world application know-how but aren't looking to spend a lot of time and money on an earning another degree. You just want to get noticed and hired. At the end of this, I'm going to tell you more about how you can join the mastermind. All right. Now another huge obstacle that is super common for people wishing to start a career in instructional design is the cost of earning another degree. Graduate degrees are extremely expensive. So this next topic is going to be all about money management, specifically how to find the money you need to start a career in instructional design. One of the biggest problems that, that I first faced when I started, and really the, one of the biggest problems that a lot of other people face who are new to the field or wherever they're at in their instructional design journey, is how to find the money to pay for another degree. Money is another one of those resources that is most scarce in our lives. And money was very scarce for me in the beginning because teachers don't make a lot of money. I was bringing home maybe $2,500 a month after taxes in my paycheck. So I had a very tight budget that I had to live on. I was living paycheck to paycheck. Sometimes there would be no money at all in my account and I would even be a day or two waiting for a paycheck. 
There were even times that I would have to go to the grocery store and use a credit card so that I could pay it off with my next paycheck. In addition, I was bombarded with student loan debt. I'm sure that many of you who are listening can relate to this. I had to make that payment every month, not to mention my mortgage and everything else that goes into paying for life. And when I stepped back at first, I was almost hyperventilating going, man, I think that if I get my graduate degree and become an instructional designer, that could be a way out of the financial struggles that I've always been facing as a school teacher and give me a better life for me and my daughter. But I just couldn't see where that money was going to come from. I just didn't have the resources to do this. But then I realized I had to stop making excuses. I had to stop letting money be the barrier to my success in instructional design. I may not have had the financial resources, but I could be resourceful and figure out a way to solve these problems. So that's what I did. Remember, you have to change the conversation in your head. I don't have the money to do this to everybody has the money to do it. It's just a matter of priorities. First of all, joining the e-learning and instructional design for beginners mastermind is the fraction of the cost of completing an instructional design degree. The mastermind provides you with everything that I learned while obtaining my degree at the University of Central Florida, how to build your portfolio and how to get hired in the field. Here are some things that I did to help with the cost of starting a career in instructional design. The first thing I did was cancel cable. I was going to get rid of cable in order to save time anyway, so I might as well save the money. That immediately in my budget at the time freed up about $100 a month. If you have cable now, I highly suggest to get rid of it. There's so many other alternatives now, like streaming service, that costs the fraction of what cable costs. The library is also a great place where you can rent free DVDs, and that's what I did with my daughter. I would check out videos for her instead of keeping the Disney Channel. But if you've already canceled your cable and are still stretching your budget, then there are a lot of other things that you can do to free up money too. I sell everything I don't use. If it isn't fair game, I would sell it to make money to my instructional design career. And my justification was that I would be making more money later in my future career. I could buy those things back later if I wanted to. For example, I had a really cool book that I loved that was signed by an author who had passed away. But when I looked online, I saw that the book was selling for $100. That was $100 that I could put towards my education and towards my career in instructional design. So I sold that book, even though it meant a lot to me. It was just a thing, and it wasn't as valuable as my future. All the clothes that didn't fit my daughter anymore and had been lying around, or maybe just in boxes, and I thought that maybe I could save them for someone else, I ended up selling those too. I had yard sales, garage sales, anything that I wasn't using or hadn't used for a year, I sold and got rid of. I got rid of all the clutter in my life which also ended up clearing up mental space, not just room in my budget. Any collectibles that I had been holding on to for a while, I put those online and sold them. I used all that money towards my future career in instructional design. I also cut out luxury expenses. I skipped the coffee shop a couple times a month and that saved 30 to $50 a month. I stopped eating out, that saved another $100. I quit driving around so much. I quit traveling around on the weekends so that I wouldn't spend so much on gas. That was another $50 I saved a month. I skipped taking my daughter to the movies once a month. That and started having movie nights at home and making our own popcorn. There was another $30 to $40. I made short-term sacrifices and was able to invest all that money into my instructional design career. Now that I'm an instructional designer, I have more freedom than ever. I don't have to look at the price tag so much anymore like I used to, and it's because I made those sacrifices then. Whatever it takes to invest the money into becoming a successful instructional designer, you have to do the same thing, but on a minuscule level by joining the e-learning and instructional design for beginners mastermind. I believe that a great education shouldn't have to completely drain your bank account. I'm proud to offer one of the most affordable options in the instructional design space. Members of the mastermind 
only have to pay a small rate to learn everything they need to change careers. Everything from deciding which type of career path you want to take, because there are lots of types of positions that you can work in the field, to mastering those skills, building your online portfolio for potential employers or clients, applying for jobs, and preparing for the interview. But you have to make the commitment. It's not going to happen overnight. If you're going to have big goals and big dreams, you're going to have to think about big sacrifices you can make to earn that opportunity. So in conclusion, it's not about the resources. It's about how resourceful you can be with what you have. There is always a way to find money for your instructional design career. You might have to give up something that you like for a temporary period of time, but set a goal for yourself and say, I'm going to free up a small amount of money per month. I'm going to invest it in my future. You can find the money to invest just a small payment and stay committed to our mastermind group. It's just a matter of priority and figuring out how to do it with what you have. And most importantly, you've got to commit to your success. You've got to put your success and your future at the top of the list. It should be ahead of everything else. So commit to your success, commit to getting the money that you need to make your instructional design dreams a reality. All right. So now that we've tackled two of your biggest challenges to successfully starting a career in instructional design, I'm going to talk about another huge issue that beginners in the field often face. Do these thoughts sound familiar to you? I only got the job because I got lucky. I'm a fraud. Will they find out I don't know what I'm doing? If so, you may be dealing with imposter syndrome and you are in good company. I've been there. I get it. I understand. Imposter syndrome. This term describes how high achieving people fail to recognize their success and or accomplishments and have persistent self-doubt and fear of being exposed as a fraud. They struggle with attributing their performance to their competence and often attribute success to luck or other outside factors. No matter what you call it, imposter syndrome is real and present in the instructional design world. It's not a disease or abnormality but can have a harmful impact on your performance and satisfaction in your career and eventually even cause burnout. So after deciding to make the transition from teacher to instructional designer, and as someone who was relatively new to the world of instructional design, I felt imposter syndrome quite often, especially when interviewing for a new job. It was difficult to talk about my skills and accomplishments in an interview without feeling like a complete fraud. My confidence should have been higher, but years later, after starting the e-learning and instructional design for beginners mastermind, I decided to find out how many others felt the same. So I conducted a survey asking hundreds of e-learning and instructional design for beginners mastermind members and thousands of followers about their experience with imposter syndrome. The results proved that imposter syndrome is alive and running rampant in the instructional design world. Some of the things that I discovered is imposter syndrome with learning the tech, such as Storyline, Captivate, Camtasia, Canva, etc. Imposter syndrome with understanding the jargon, like the Addy model, SME, ISD, LMP, or LMS. Imposter syndrome with confidence in creating and designing content. Imposter syndrome when you see others succeed when you know you should be winning too. So where does imposter syndrome come from? Elizabeth Cox in her TED-Ed talk says that people who are highly skilled or accomplished tend to think that others are just as skilled, which can grow into a feeling that they don't deserve their success over others. Hence the presence of imposter syndrome. Elizabeth Cox also discusses the term pluralistic ignorance, which says that we doubt ourselves, but we feel like we are the only ones who feel that way. 
This mainly happens because no one else voices their doubt. After viewing the results from my followers, it was clear that instructional designers generally feel a sense of imposter syndrome at some point in their career, especially in the beginning. In fact, imposter syndrome is seen in all walks of life and has been present for decades, if not centuries. Albert Einstein, Maya Angelou, and Meryl Streep are just a few well-known success stories that have been vocal about their experience of feeling like an imposter. So you feel like an imposter? What's next? Join the e-learning and instructional design for beginners mastermind and talk about it with others who understand. Obviously, there are many other people who feel the same way, and it seems the best way to help combat these feelings is to share them. What is causing you to be feeling like an imposter? Because you're feeling alone. You don't have the guidance and support that you need. It's way easier to combat these hurdles with others who have been there and who are also mentoring you and by your side. Remember, you're not alone. Many of the best have felt feelings of imposter syndrome. Now I'm going to talk with you about how to get instructional design experience and build a portfolio before ever landing your first job. However, successfully building an instructional design portfolio is not always as easy as it may seem. One of the biggest challenges that new instructional designers face is building a portfolio that gets them hired. Instructional design is a field rooted in learning theories and instructional models. While institutions and companies often share and practice common theories and models, each has its own mission and expectations that drives its practices and ultimately its choices on faculty and staff. When a hiring committee is considering you as a potential candidate, they will want to know your beliefs, theories, and practices will support and or enhance their current institutions or company's environment. By providing potential employers with your portfolio, you offer them a glimpse of who you are, what you've accomplished, and what you believe as an instructional designer. Remember, you will succeed faster if you build a professional and competent looking portfolio. Building a portfolio is good practice for every professional to have, no matter what your industry, and it's a must have for instructional designers. A good portfolio can set you apart from the rest of the candidates. Your portfolio needs to be properly designed and organized prior to presenting it to potential employers. It should not only be well-organized, but well thought out. Your portfolio needs to be of high quality and professionalism of materials and appearance in presentation and performance. It should reflect what you've learned over time. It should also reflect and include items that you've created that demonstrates your abilities, creativity, knowledge, and expertise. Your portfolio needs to include projects and products that you developed that you're proud of and an employer would be interested in seeing your skills. Many employers and potential clients want to see that you've successfully pulled off high quality real world projects for other people. Real world implementation of your work is a key way to gain instructional design experience that gives you the opportunity to develop your skills and also helps you stand out among competition when applying for jobs. The e-learning and instructional design for beginners mastermind provides you with real world scenario-based projects and examples for you to complete and place into your portfolio when you're ready to present it to potential employers or for your instructional design freelance work. Common components of an instructional design portfolio include materials that you've created, including the skills that you've obtained and competencies that you've developed, your personal philosophy of training or education, your professional resume, and your website or blog. In addition, another thing you need to be strongly focusing on is networking. In a field that's dedicated to making learning effective and accessible for all, 
There's no shortage of new ideas, resources, experiences, and mentors. That's why I recommend constant networking as a way to gain additional experience and add unique strategies to your instructional design professional toolkit. Soliciting feedback on your work can be an easy first step. In the e-learning and instructional design for beginners mastermind forums, you're not only learning and getting feedback from other experts, from your mentors and other experts in the field, but you're also learning how to look for quality in each other's work. Giving feedback to someone else also helps you consider what you're doing well and what areas where you can improve on your own work. Networking and peer feedback enable you to think strategically and identify experiences that will help you further develop the skills that you need most. Networking is also a way to collect new resources, many of which are free and available online. I recommend choosing those that are peer-reviewed and backed by learning science to ensure their quality. The e-learning and instructional design for beginners mastermind is a great way to continuously network, exchange, and collect resources with fellow instructional designers. You'll also learn design in the e-learning and instructional design for beginners mastermind. Members of the mastermind constantly engage in design experience. The steps in the mastermind will guide you through the completion of all your instructional design projects. And along the way, you'll have a mentor as well as myself gathering and reflecting on the work that you create for your portfolio and what I call your instructional design portfolio project builder. In the mastermind, you'll learn how to create a polished online portfolio that is a professional public facing site designed to explain and showcase your work experiences for potential employers. Building the perfect portfolio may seem tricky, but it's well worth it in the long run. This is a crucial step to starting a career in instructional design. Applying these tips to building your portfolio will definitely make you, the job candidate, stand out above the rest. I guarantee that you will get hired faster if you follow these suggestions in building your instructional design portfolio and getting the experience that you need with networking. When I was starting my career in instructional design at the University of Central Florida, I didn't fully understand how important my portfolio was and how difficult it was to make perfect. Thankfully, building a professional looking portfolio was included in my instructional design program. And I've also included everything that I learned in that program in the e-learning and instructional design for beginners mastermind. One of my professors took me through this exact process and it landed my first job before ever finishing the program. So remember, the better looking your instructional design portfolio is, the easier and faster it will be to get your first job. This is not theory, it's backed up by statistics of which potential instructional designers succeed in getting hired and which ones fail. I've seen it over and over with members in my e-learning and instructional design for beginners mastermind. When you apply these tips provided in this workshop, success happens. So why are you having trouble building the perfect portfolio? Because you're focusing on all the wrong things. Your high quality and professional looking projects and aspects that I discussed must be the focus. And you must exhibit true value that you can bring to your potential hiring manager or clients. So you can choose. Are you going to create a boring portfolio that gets unnoticed or a good portfolio that sets you apart from the rest of the candidates and gets you hired? All right, so that's all I have for you today. Now, right at the beginning of today, I told you that I'd give you everything that I could in our time together, and then I'd show you where you can go get more information if you wanted it. So I'm gonna show you where you can get more help with becoming a successful instructional designer and that's in the e-learning and instructional design for beginners mastermind. The mastermind is the ideal solution for those who want industry knowledge and real world application know-how, but aren't looking to spend a lot of time or money in earning another degree. You just wanna get noticed and hired. In the e-learning and instructional design for beginners mastermind, you will be surrounded by hundreds of like-minded professionals who are pursuing a career in instructional design or online course creation.
You will also get coaching and support and accountability throughout the duration of your membership. Get the answers and easy to follow steps that you can't find in any other program. My courses are designed to push you. Whether your goal is to pick up a few new skills or to launch yourself into a new career in instructional design and online learning development, my mentor-led step-by-step process will give you the tools and motivation that you need to achieve your desired goal in instructional design. In addition, you'll develop a relationship with top designers through mentoring sessions, mastermind coaching feedback, and collaboration with a vibrant community of members from across the globe. You'll never feel alone in the e-learning and instructional design for beginners mastermind. And the Harper method will teach you everything you need to know for a successful career in instructional design. Once you join the mastermind, you will get immediate access to the mastermind, the community, and our Harper Method courses. The first thing you need to do is review the course, How to Start a Career in Instructional Design, as well as the new member orientation. These primers will set the foundation for you so that you'll have a clear understanding of what instructional design is, what we do, and how to get the most out of your membership. In the mastermind, you'll get step-by-step lessons on how to build your online portfolio from scratch, even if you've never developed a course before. Each lesson in the mastermind gives you very specific actions to take so that by the time you're done, you have an incredible career asset. And as you build your portfolio, you'll get feedback from mastermind mentors and fellow members in our exclusive community forums. You'll learn the process for developing an e-learning course so that you can follow the steps with clarity. You'll also get the full breakdown of how to storyboard for e-learning so that you can cut your development time in half. I created this mastermind for people like you, people who are wishing to pursue a career in instructional design and creating online courses, but don't have the time or money to return to school. Become an instructional designer on your time Work with expert mentors and coaches to build your portfolio, confidence, and job application assets. So that's all that I have for you today. If you have any questions at all about what was discussed or the e-learning and instructional design for beginners mastermind, please don't hesitate to contact me at crystal at eteachonline.com. Also, don't forget there will be two more follow-ups in the series, how to kickstart and boost an amazing career in instructional design. I can't wait to help you start a career in instructional design. Have a great day. All right. Now that wraps up this week's e-learning and instructional design for beginners podcast episode. Now it's time for you to go out there and take action on what you learned about instructional design today. Remember, you don't have to earn another degree and get a formal education in in order to become successful in the field of instructional design. That's why I started the e-learning and instructional design for beginners mastermind. I would love to have you as an e-learning and instructional design for beginners mastermind member. My program is a proven step-by-step process you can use for a successful career in instructional design and create online courses from scratch. I offer a free membership that gives you the tools and resources you need to successfully start a career in instructional design and e-learning. To learn more, go to eteachonline.com join. 